Night has come to Augustus, Illinois. At Opulence Monthly on the fifth floor, Danielle steps off of the elevator as she continues to talk on her cell phone to JJ. Don't worry, JJ. Everything will be fine. I asked Alex for some legal advice. He knows exactly what we need to do. Mr. Porter will not get out of prison. I can promise you that. Hey, look, I have to go now. I'll talk to you later. Bye. As Danielle hangs up from the call, Stephanie emerges from her office and goes to Danielle. Uh, hi, Danielle. Hi, Stephanie. What, uh, what are you doing here so late? Uh, as you can see, the office is closed for the day. I know, but I needed to see you. And this can't wait. It cannot wait any longer. At JJ's apartment in the living room, JJ and Antoine walk over to the couch. Thanks for stopping by, Antoine. Of course. So, what's up? Why did you need to see me? I needed to see you because I would like to get things fully back on track between us. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping you want it the same. A confused Antoine looks on at JJ, waiting for what he might say next. At the Harper Mansion in a guest bedroom, Lucinda is sitting on the bed, taking off a pair of nude pumps. As she sets them aside, she begins to take off her earrings. Lucinda lets out a deep breath, stands from the bed, and makes her way over to the door. Oh, Colin. Hello. Cut the crap, Lucinda. I want to know why in the hell you are suing me for custody of my son. And I want to know now. At Timothy's bar in the main area, Elaine is sitting at a booth drinking a glass of white wine when a bartender walks up to her. Hi, miss. I was just about to announce last call. Can I get you anything else for tonight? Hmm? Uh, well... No, no, that's fine. I have a very long drive back to the city where I live. <laughs> Shh, I've gone so far out of my way tonight. <laughs> well, if I must say, I don't think you're in any condition to drive. There's a motel up the street, however. I can call you a cab. Oh, sh 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 Honey, honey, it has been a very long day for me. And the last thing I need is for someone like you to tell me how to live my life. So, with all due respect, huh? just back the hell off and mind your own damn business, okay? Elaine leans back in the booth and takes another sip of her wine.
At the central grill in the dining area, Christopher is sitting at a table drinking a glass of scotch when Isabella enters the establishment. Isabella then spots Christopher, smiles slightly, and walks up to him. Hello, Christopher. Hi, Isabella. Have a seat. Isabella takes a seat across from Christopher. I assume you called me over here because you finally came to your senses when it comes to giving me what I want. Should I get a waiter over here? Maybe we should be ordering champagne? I'm gonna stop you right there. Okay. What's going on? Look, I'm prepared to give you what you want. I will give you more than half if you agree to sign the divorce papers. Almost certainly sign the papers. Thank you, Christopher, for agreeing to give me what I want. Yeah, whatever. Look, I have another condition for you to agree to when it comes to this whole thing. Oh, yeah? What's that? The only way I'm giving you what you want is if you leave this town. And if I don't? Then I'll lawyer up and sue you for a divorce. And trust me, I'll win. You seem awfully sure of yourself. You're the one who had the affair two times over. So yeah, I'll win, Isabella. But we can end this now without a judge present. All you need to do is leave this town and let me move on from the charade of a marriage. At Sky's apartment in the living room, Caitlin is sitting on the couch drinking a glass of red wine when Sky enters, hanging up from a cell phone call. So, is everything okay with your mom? Oh, she's doing good, so she says. She's downtown right now with some police officers and a team of building inspectors. She wants to make sure she has all her ducks in a row for reopening. And she wants to make Graham pay. As she should. I know he's my girlfriend's uncle, but I cannot condone what he did. And Lakin can't either. Does Lakin know what happened? Yeah. Unfortunately, she can't come home still. She's tied up in Madrid with the whole Prodigy expansion. Oh. And how does that make you feel? How does it make you feel that once again, Lakin isn't coming home for a big moment? A moment where one might think you would desperately need her. That's an interesting question. I don't know how it makes me feel. She has been in Spain for a long time now. And I was even going to go visit her after Emma's funeral. But I couldn't abandon my brother in his time of need. Of course not. You know, a, a lot has changed in these past few weeks. A lot has also gone down. Damn right. I think you are more in the money by saying that things have changed. I mean, look at us. We're sitting on this couch having a conversation about life. We haven't done that in a long time, Caitlin. I know. After all you did to me, I thought I could never have a proper conversation with you ever again. But in a way, the protests kind of brought us closer together. I think that it also made me see that you're still a good person, Skye. Thank you for saying that. I hope you know that I do regret what I did. It's all I think about now. I'm just, I'm trying to show people that I've changed. And if you can see that change in me, then I think everybody else might see it as well. Just give it time. I will. Skye, I've known you since we were both in diapers. We've been through a lot. And if I'm being honest, I kind of do miss you as a friend. I know this might sound crazy, 
And it might be the wine talking, but it's the truth. I don't think you're crazy at all. And I don't think that it's the wine talking. I think that it's the history we share with one another that's coming out right now. I guess you could say that too. Do you, uh, <laughs> do you want to grab a bite to eat with me? I'm a tad hungry and I don't think my mom is going to stay another night here. So if you, <sighs> yeah, um, you know what? Sure. I am kind of hungry too. So I will go to dinner with you, but I'm only going to dinner with you as a friend. Nothing more. Of course, Caitlin. I get it. You are fully committed to Lakin no matter where she is in the world. You got it. If you'll excuse me, I just have to grab my purse from the other room. Of course. At the Bennett home in the living room, Miranda is sitting on the couch reading a book. However, it is clear that she can't seem to focus. Miranda then lets out a sigh and closes the book. She then gets up and goes over to the bar cart, pouring herself a glass of water. As she takes a sip of the water, she becomes very deep in her thoughts. What is Donovan doing back here? The police are going to arrest him the moment they find out. Why would he take that chance? Oh, my God. Stephanie. Miranda's calm expression turns to shock and she drops her water glass. I have to warn her. I have to. Miranda hurriedly grabs her purse and her car keys and then rushes out of the living room. At Donovan's apartment in the living room, Donovan is sitting on the couch drinking a beer. Another successful day of stalking my enemies. <laughs> hmm. They all think that I am out of their lives. Melanie oh, abandoned me for Stephen. Stephanie wants nothing to do with me and that Isaac guy has my Stephanie in his sights and so does Jonah. And then there's Miranda, that woman who came up with this stupid kidnapping plan, yet she saves herself and lets me take all the blame for it. All of them must pay and I will make them even if it is the last thing I do. At the Tasty Bean Cafe in the main area, Lenore and Isaac are standing over by the main counter as Lenore is pouring them both a cup of coffee. Isaac, I can't thank you enough for being here as the police took my statement and those inspectors looked at the building. You really kept my anxiety from going through the roof. I'm glad I could help, Lenore. Oh, you did a lot more than that. I'm just praying that this whole situation leads to me and every person who owns a business in this part of town, getting justice. It will. I'm confident in that. I'm glad you are. That Graham Williams will pay for what he did to you. Oh, I hope you're right. Does somebody say my name? Lenore and Isaac look over at the patio entrance as Graham enters the closed-down establishment. What the hell are you doing here? Don't worry. I'll handle this. Lenore comes out from behind the counter and walks up to Graham. Hey, Lenore. How are you? Lenore then makes a fist, raises it up in anger, and punches Graham in the face. Graham holds his bloody lip. 
Back at the central grill in the dining area, Isabella hands Christopher a stack of papers. She then puts a pen into her purse. There you go. Wonderful. I'm glad that we can come to some sort of an... Don't say agreement. I think that compromise is a far better word. After all, there truly wasn't any agreement made. I'm sorry that things had to end this way, but I was not about to let you hold your mistake over my head. And don't be so upset. You still got what you wanted. Wow. What's so funny? You think that you've won. Even though I got what I want, you've got it in your head that you are the real winner. You think that me walking out of your life, that you get to start completely fresh. But that's not the case, darling. I have taken so much money from you, and I will always be a constant memory. That might be true. You might always be a constant memory. But when it comes to money, I guess that's what separates us from one another. My life is not all about money. I have a lot more to live for than that. And you can't take it with you at the end of this life. Speaking of life, I hope you have a nice one, Isabella. I know it'll be a good one for me. Christopher then stands from the table and walks off as Isabella wipes away a tear and lets out a deep breath, knowing that secretly she is now alone. Back at JJ's apartment in the living room. JJ, I I just don't know what you want me to say, okay? I thought that everything was fine. I mean, we, we even told Danielle that we had patched things up. I don't want things to be patched up, Antoine. I want us to fix things. I want us to get back to how we once were. But before? Before we went to your hometown? I, I know what you mean. I want that too. But? But I'm not sure we can ever get back to the way we used to be. I mean, think about it. We cannot go back to that carefree couple we once were. And well, honestly, <laughs> perhaps that's a good thing. I don't understand. What do you mean? JJ, we know too much about one another now. We know too much to think of one another as that carefree relationship. We have to start thinking of one another as a long lasting relationship. One with faults, one with hope, one with love. JJ, I'm not mad at you anymore. But if I was not mad to begin with, then that means that our love wouldn't have been real. I care about us to the point that I I get mad at situations that impact our relationship. We've now built something where two people have fully realized feelings for one another. So yeah, we just can't go back. We, me and you, can just look forward. Antoine pulls JJ in close and kisses him very passionately. Back at Opulence Monthly on the fifth floor, Stephanie and Danielle walk into Stephanie's office. I barely know you. However, for these past few days, we've been bumping into one another like crazy. And every time we do, you treat it like much more than a run-in. That's because it has been more than just a run-in. It has been a sign of fate. What? What in the hell is going on here? You see, we have much more in common than just being in the same career field. We both do a lot more than journalism. We both share a past, a very complicated one at that. Excuse me? What do you mean? 
I'm not following you here. I don't have any family here in Augustus. Uh, both of my parents are dead. And this is not something I usually talk with strangers about, but I, I was also a foster child most of my life. That's a damn lie. Well, half of it is. Please don't try and deny it. You see, I know your mother isn't dead. And that's because we have the same mom. You, me, and my brother, JJ. Our mother is Felicia Richardson, and we have different fathers. That is the only thing that separates us. Shut up, you mendacious bitch. I don't know what kind of game you are playing, but this is not okay with me. You need to leave right now. I don't want to be on the cover of Trash.com's website. I'm not lying to you. This is not a trick, Stephanie. Look at my damn necklace. And then think about the earrings you're wearing. Those earrings were a gift from Felicia, our mom, right? Stephanie lightly touches her earrings. Yeah, yes. She felt guilty for never being the mother you truly deserve. That is why she gave you those rare earrings from my father. She felt that you deserved something she could never give you while she was a part of your life. Don't you understand this now? This is real. This isn't a dream. This is not a trick. Stephanie, I'm your sister. I, I, I don't know what to really say. I, I don't know how to feel right now. This is, it's all too much. I, I, I know, I feel the same way. I... Before Danielle can say another word, Miranda suddenly barges into the room. Stephanie! Miranda, what are you doing here? I need to speak with you. Stephanie and I are having a private conversation right now. Damn it! I'm not going anywhere. Donovan Aldridge is back in Augustus, and I think that he might be coming after you. Back at the Tasty Bean Cafe in the main area. Good job, Lenore. Get to learn that in a self-defense class. Honey, I was raised by strong women who never took crap from some man in an ill-fitted suit. Graham, I think you need to leave. And if you don't, I will call the police and you don't want to deal with them right now. After all, they're looking for you. You incited a riot during a peaceful protest. I also have video footage of the rioters saying they stand with you. That doesn't mean that I incited the riot. That just means that some crazy people wanted to join my cause. Your video is just a baseless claim. Oh, trust me. I will make you pay for this. Your judgment day will come really soon. And I will help you. I've got a lot of money and a lot more pull in this town than you do. You've been out of this town for a long time, Graham. Things have changed. The pendulum has swung in a new direction. One that is not in your favor. I'm much more powerful than you'll ever be. You have some magazine that barely has a reasonable circulation in sales nowadays. I am wealthy beyond your wildest dreams. You don't want to make an enemy out of me. <laughs> don't make me laugh. You know what? Enough of this. I'm so tired of this. I'm tired of this back and forth. Same song and dance every time you walk into my establishment. I know I've threatened you before. I know you think you've won, but listen very closely. I am not about to roll over any longer. I am not about to let you stand before me and ruin my life any longer. 
So Graham Williams, back the hell off. And this is the last time I'll tell you. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say what you want, Lenore. I don't care anymore. I believe for now. But this is not the last you'll see of me. Graham smiles mischievously and walks out of the tasty bean through the patio entrance. Oh my God, Lenore. Are you okay? <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Lenore turns around and walks back over to the main counter. Back at Donovan's apartment in the living room, Donovan is sitting at the desk writing a few names on a piece of paper. <laughs> there we go. My hit list has been officially made. I am going to get my revenge. All of these months, I've been on the sidelines, waiting for the right time. And I know that now is the perfect time. It's a perfect time for me to come out of hiding. No more running, no more lurking in the shadows. The citizens of Augustus need to pay for the way they've treated me. Donovan then holds the paper in his right hand, leans back in his chair, and smiles at the work he has done. My future is looking bright. Unfortunately, I can't say the same for all of you. Back at the Harper Mansion in a guest bedroom, Colin passes by Lucinda and enters the bedroom. How dare you do this to me right now? Me and my little boy are grieving. We are even going back to our home in a few days. Don't you think we have enough to deal with right now? Colin, I'm not doing this to hurt you. I'm doing this to help you. I can see that the passing of my daughter has turned you into this unhealthy, emotional person. Connor doesn't need to be around someone like that. What he needs is someone he can count on. And you think that someone is you, Lucinda? I know it is. I can give him a life on the farm. One that is healthy. One that is secure. You vicious bitch. You are not going to take my son from me. I won't let you. Now you listen here. If you cross me, I will take you down. I would do anything for my child. And it is not my problem that you decided to check out of Emma's life and be some part-time parent. I am not about to pay for your mistake. So you drop this and you drop it now. I mean it, Lucinda. Colin, you need to calm down. I know that you feel heated right now. I know you're only saying these things in the moment. And I can say hurtful and honest things about you, too. You've spent an awful lot of time around that Leslie Marshall woman. She has certainly been there for you since my Emmy died. You say you're missing my daughter. You say that you're mourning her loss. Yet the facts are there. They present something quite different. You think that you're going to get away with this, don't you? 
You think that you're going to win this fight? Well, you just might. I mean, you have a good shot at it. But you won't win the war, Lucinda. And that is exactly what this will turn into. If you say so. Oh, and by the way, pack your bags and get the hell out of my house. You are not welcome here, Lucinda. Do I make myself clear? Colin reaches into the back pocket of his pants and retrieves his cell phone, answering the call almost immediately. This is Colin Harper. Detective Reynolds, hi. Oh, well, you have something to tell me about my wife's case? No, that's fantastic. Oh, what can I do for you? Well, Mr. Harper, you should know that the day your wife passed, my officers actually found a button from a shirt. And since you told us what your wife was wearing that day, we were able to rule out the button being hers, of course. Anyway, we're going to have the button tested for DNA. I would like for you to make a list of who all was present the day of the explosion. It would really help us out. Of course I can make you a list. Actually, I can come down to the station in a bit to tell you who was there, if that would be easier for you. That actually would help some. I'll see you soon. Sure thing. I'll be down there in about 15 minutes. Bye. Was that about Emmy? It was. I'll go take care of it. Just know that by the time I get back here, I need you to be moved out. And I don't give a damn where you go. Just know that I'll see you in court. Colin walks off out of the room. Back at Opulence Monthly in Stephanie's office. This is crazy, Miranda. Are you sure he's back? Yes. I saw him in the park. He was actually watching you. He was lurking behind a tree. Stephanie, I know you must hate me for practically letting him loose on you, but I thought he was out of town. I thought he would never return. After all, the police were watching him closely when he was last in town. Stephanie, I remember hearing about your kidnapping and an issue of the magnifier. Hell, even I wrote about it. It was so fascinating to me that you had to fight this guy off to escape from his secret room he had you in. Yeah, I now I know all of Donovan's tricks and games. I just thought I would let you know. Thank you, Miranda. Yes, I still hate you for sticking Donovan on me in retaliation for me having the affair with Jonah, as you mentioned. And I know you still hate me for busting up your marriage. Yet with Donovan being back, we can't afford to be enemies right now. If you guys want, I can use my resources and do a full story on him for Trash.com. I can make light of this. I can draw him out of hiding. Stephanie, I think we should take her up on that. No, at least not right now. I need time to process this, okay? I, I need time to really think about what has happened. You know, looking back, I guess I was foolish to believe that I was done with that bastard. But I will never be done with him. Not until I finish playing his game. In Elaine's car, Elaine is driving rather fast on a long stretch of road. She is very focused and has music practically blaring in the car. One year. One year since that night. Well, I guess I've celebrated quite well, huh? <laughs> oh, God, I got over rehab that day. 
<laughs> and Gunner and, and I were supposed to spend the rest of our lives together. What a lie. What a lie. He, he lied to me. You, you lied to me. You destroyed our family. Our family has been built on nothing but lies. Oh, God, I hate liars. And, and I hate you, Gunner. I hate you for abandoning me. I, I hate you. Elaine turns up the music and begins to hit the steering wheel repeatedly. She then spots her flask out of the corner of her eye. I need one more drink. Elaine takes her eyes off the road for a moment and reaches for her flask, but upon turning her attention back to the road, she sees a deer. Oh my god! Elaine swerves to avoid the deer. This has been the indie series award-winning drama Forever and a Day, created by KCS Hutchison, co-executive producer Candace Mack, co-executive producer KCS Hutchison, written by KCS Hutchison, Candace Mack, and Demi Morgan, creative consultant Tom Racina, music and sound effects provided by Fesselian Studios and Soundstripe, Theme song provided by Soundstripe. This episode starred Elizabeth von Isser as Elaine Harper, Lucretia Lyon as Caitlin Harper, Mackenzie Bell as Sky Parkhurst, Candace Mack as Danielle Frazier, Christina Sullivan as Stephanie Markham, Sherard Jackson as Jesse J.J. Frazier, Darrell Anthony as Antoine Jeffries, Renee Saran as Miranda Williams, Michael Carr as Donovan Aldridge, Ron Schnitker as Graham Williams, Terry Lemer as Lenore Parkhurst, Ashley Stewart as Isabella Reed, Lance Guzman as Christopher Marshall, Gwen Van Antwerp as Colin Harper, Claire Statmuller as Lucinda Prescott, Tony D. Head as Isaac Marshall. Special guest stars included Bruce Van Griffin as Detective Reynolds and Aaron D. Wallace as Bartender. Join us next Monday for an all-new episode of Forever in a Day on Anchor, FAADseries.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast was recorded under a SAC after a collective bargaining agreement.